0: Please listen carefully. I thought we would just keep this casual. And, um, you know, my podcast is really meant for our members and obviously anyone else that would like to listen, but... Um, Not a lot of our folks know what birth fit is or even that there are, there's a movement out there for prenatal and postpartum women. And, um, so I thought it'd be cool to have you on and eventually I want to have Mel and Nast on as well to, to just kind of raise awareness. Like one of the things that I took away from our seminar or not even that I took away, but I think a really poignant statement Uh, that I think you had made was that we we treat women kind of backwards right Um, (laughs) in terms of you know when they're pregnant it's like they're these like fragile beings uh, when in actuality they're not but then postpartum it's like hey uh, let's get back to work as soon as we can right
1: yeah totally and there's no respect around the postpartum period
0: right well, I want to talk about that, but why don't we? Um, why don't you just give your like background or introduce yourself? How would you introduce yourself to someone who you just met?
1: <laughs> um, so this has been happening a little bit on the airplanes recently. So um, <laughs> I tell people I am Dr. Lindsay Matthews. I am a chiropractor that specializes in biomechanics of the body, and I just so happen to work with a unique uh, set of the population, which is prenatal and postpartum women um and in like a grander sense women going through the motherhood transition so whether it's preconception or even women thinking about adoption like going through that phase um we work with women on these big old transformation uh windows in their life and um yeah we do that through the four pillars fitness nutrition chiropractic and mindset and these four pillars came about through just my experience as a chiropractor, a doula, and a strength and conditioning coach. So, that's what I tell people on the airplanes.
0: <laughs> and then they say...
1: They say, what? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, wait, you put fitness and birth and stuff like that together? And um, then they either really wanted to talk about it, they're like, complete subject change. They're like, oh, okay, cool. I'll tell you what I do. (laughs) Right.
0: I have to imagine it's pretty polarizing. So you're either getting people who are like totally digging it or people who are like, uh, I was just looking for a quick introduction.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was just looking for small talk on the airplane. (laughs) Um, No, what's been really ironic and um, both Mel and even Erica and Nast and, you know, as we travel, we bump into people that are, like, like last weekend, Erica bumped into um, a retired ob that mm-hmm. sat next to her on the plane. Okay, um, cool. Another one of us has bumped into, like, a retired doula. So being, a, like, a retired doula is, is fascinating to us because the word, you know, doula came about, um, I would even say, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, as a term mm-hmm. in America for uh, somebody that just supports women and their families throughout that birth process right um, And so yeah, it started trending you know as of recently but um, yeah we've bumped into some unique people and um, you know I think the the universe has showed us that the world is eager for this information and like you said, you know there's there's a whole movement going on and Mel and I we were just talking about this last night on our way, back to the airport it was, you know, we couldn't have even dreamed of, you know, even what's happening with birth fit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken on this, its own personality, its own characteristics. It's, it's, it's like its own living organism. And we're just kind of here to guide it and to, um, help people experience the, the birth fit movement, you know? So it's pretty, pretty amazing.
0: Do you feel like, um, you have yet to hit a tipping point with birthfit, or do you feel like you've already hit oh, a little like a milestone that you you were looking for?
1: Um, no, I definitely think um, we're still climbing this mountain. Um, I I was sharing this with somebody recently as well, is that you know I started the blog back in 2011. At that time, I just created this little doodle of um, a logo, and it was like this cursive purple written logo, so you wouldn't even recognize mm-hmm. it today. Right. But, um, you know, it just started as my opinion, and um, then Mel and Erica and Lindsay Muma and Jamie Weestinger all kind of reached out around the same time in 2014, and they are like, what is this? I need to be a part of this. And each of them have had kids, like two and three and four kiddos. And, you know, for them to reach out to me, somebody that... You know, has not had any kids of my own, but have, you know, accompanied many women during the birth process, I was like, oh, this is rad. So then we put our heads together and, you know, started just developing curriculum and uh, building out BirthFit, but... Um,
0: and they found you through the blog. Yeah. That's awesome. It's
1: hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we definitely think the first two years of BirthFit really happened, you know, in 2016 and 2017. Maybe even 2015 when it was their first year as regional directors. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think you know if you relate this to like a, um, you know a new business, we're definitely on that two to three year mark. You know, still f- feeling very much like a startup.
0: Yeah. So yeah. you had mentioned that you don't have kids, but. So or so, how like what is your story? What how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? Um, <laughs> how did you come to be in this world of you know maternity? Um, you know, uh, obviously you don't have to have kids to be in this world. There are obviously plenty of professionals yeah. who are, but um, you know, what's your background? I guess.
1: Yeah, that is a common question. So um, I I've been around kids. I feel like I've been around people. Um, you know, for a majority of my life, my mom owned two daycares when we were growing up. Um, so she owned, she still owns them. They're in New Braunfels, Texas. And she owns a baby daycare and a regular daycare, like regular school age children. Um, and so when I started working, my first jobs involved busing tables and working at the daycare in the summer.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, I was just exposed to, um, small humans, and, you know, to me, ah, they're, they're so pure, they're so innocent, and they have so much to teach us as adults, and, um, you know, I um, started down the field of healthcare probably in high school if I looked back at it, and I think the daycare exposure, all the small human exposure, you know, that was one way of leading me on this certain path, but also Um, I tore my ACL in high school. Um, I grew up with asthma, so I was constantly in and out of the hospital. Um, I was on steroids and antibiotics from a very young age and, you know, I just lived that standard American middle-class lifestyle. Um, I grew up in Texas, so my, my high school experience was very much that of Friday Night Lights. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I... When I blew my ACL out, I had an awesome surgeon that basically introduced me to what we do with women now. It's definitely more evolved, but he made me prehab before my big event, which was my ACL surgery. And he introduced me to a chiropractor. He introduced me to a rolfer, which is, you know, deep tissue work. And he introduced me to an acupuncturist as well as a PT and, you know, the standard uh, rehab, prehab stuff, but, you know, his his mentality was that I could be 100% after surgery as long as I worked towards it, and that involved getting in shape for surgery, so for, like, that was pretty influential at that time, and I went on to study pre-med at Texas A&M, and I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon just like him, but um, that, was quick, that path quickly took another fork in the road? Uh, when I went on a uh, study abroad trip to Tanzania, Africa, and we were doing medical triage, and I basically realized that I wanted to do something where I could touch people. Like the human connection was so key to me, and I knew I wasn't going. To, like I saw at that time, I wasn't going to get that by being a you know Western medical doctor where the The go-to tool in your belt was to prescribe um, a medication or as in, like, as in a surgeon, it was like that's their tool. They're extremely skilled at surgery or cutting. So a huge life epiphany, came home, uh, did a little soul-searching and waited tables while I soul-searched, and then I ended up in chiropractic school in California. And, um, you know, I got the... The universe has kind of guided me into this path. And, you know, I still wanted to do the whole sports rehab route in chiropractic school and afterwards. But um, I was working at a facility, and I was the only female at the time, and so there were three other males. And just by default, I started getting a lot of females, um, you know, as Olympic athletes or professional athletes. um, You know, they continue to train, they continue to do their thing, and, you know, life happens. They get pregnant, and they end up wanting to start family. So just by, um, I guess, being in that place at that time, I was exposed to these athletic women that were going through the motherhood transition, and not only, you know, professional athletes, but here in Los Angeles, I was exposed to actor actresses that were, you know, trying to still be relevant in um, TV or film after having a baby, which is a huge thing. Um, so I took what I knew and everything I knew. And then I just started taking all these, um, uh, birth courses. So anything that had the word pregnancy or birth in it, like I would sign up for the seminar or I would take the course and just learn whatever I could. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's basically, I just realized that, Oh, I was not taught any of this information, like, we have, (laughs) like, I would say, no matter what schooling you're in, whether it's medical school, or chiropractic school, or physical therapy school, um, you're not really taught how natural birth happens, you know, um, uh, what you read in the books is, you know, usually somebody's opinion, or what's been approved by academia, Mm -hmm. and, that's what you get taught. So it's very institutional, even in chiropractic school. Hmm. Um, so the certifications like an eight postpartum training or sacred pregnancy or the donor doula certification that I did, all of that kind of exposed me to um, just another way of viewing birth. And, you know, I hadn't even explored birth outside of, you know, what we see in movies or TV shows as, you know, the st- standard American, so I was just blown away, and um, I remember, you know, I, re- I read studies, and I remember, you know, just comparing what's going on in America to other other cultures and traditions, and we're kind of failing, and just everything we do as far as uh, the birth world goes, but, um, yeah, I uh, I remember my first birth, and I knew, like, being at that birth for this woman's, um, her and her husband were there as their first child and just being there for something that was so transformational, transformational to her and able to facilitate, facilitate that and watching this life be brought into this room is just the, the most rad experience. And, um, you know, it gave me such a high, like playing a sport that, um, you know, like if I could equate it to like being on the soccer field, you know, and you score a goal or, you know, just that rush. And it was just all that times a thousand. <laughs> so I can't even imagine what it's like for the mom and dad. But uh, they rocked my world. And since then, I've just been blown away by um, by females and the human body.
0: That's awesome. And you're yeah. also a trainer. So you're you're a chiropractor by uh education and do you still do you practice chiropractic
1: Funny you asked that um last or 2 weeks ago sorry 2 weeks ago was my last week in practice in Los Angeles Oh
0: wow I didn't even know that this is just a, <laughs> a, tr- a genuine yeah. question Yeah so
1: I I've been <clears throat> in practice for 9 years and um I realized that um I I had some gnarly life events event happened this summer and this year. And, um, you know, I realized that I was both the, um, kind of C- CEO of BirthFit and making everything happen as well as being a birth fit Los Angeles regional director, mm-hmm. which is, I realized I was wearing two different hats mm-hmm. and, you know, if we want BirthFit to evolve and continue to progress, then I needed to let the regional director role go and focus on BirthFit headquarters. Yeah. Um, so we ended up breaking BirthFit Los Angeles up into two regional directors, and now it's BirthFit West LA and BirthFit Silver Lake, mm. which is on the east side. But there's two awesome Kairos there and... Um BirthFit West LA is Kristen Silver, who's a Cairo, and then Coach Emily Russick, their partner's there. And then on the east side is Dr. Eileen, um, and she's she's rocking the east side at Graceful Birth Center.
2: Very but, cool. But yeah,
1: so last week of practice. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: But that's exciting, though, because then you can focus on the high-level stuff that you need to, right, as CEO. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which is a lot of admin work right now, and I'm like, what's
0: that? <laughs> the stuff you don't want to do. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, the stuff I tried to avoid as a Cairo.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I have um, a part-time assistant working with me, and you know, our second bedroom in our house is definitely turned into birthbed headquarters, which Logan, my fiance, likes to joke about, but um, it's <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. <laughs>
0: So, um, for those, you had mentioned the four pillars, um, and you know, like I said, I do want to have Mel and on, and, uh, I'll probably dive, you know, deeper into some of those, uh, pillars, but, uh, could you give like a, maybe a quick overview of each of of those, um, especially for those who are listening that have no idea, uh, you know, how, you know, why those four pillars, um, what, what to be thinking about, what's important about each of them. Kind of a general overview. Yeah,
1: for sure. So, fitness, nutrition, chiropractic, and mindset. So, we encourage everybody to look at these as um, four places, four areas of your life that you can continue to evolve in. So, these aren't something that you can like check the box and be like, oh, I'm good, nailed nutrition for
2: 2017,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's something that, you know, can continually fluctuate so different volumes in one different volume in another um you know you may be heavy in chiropractic one season or you know doing a nutrition um kind of uh what do you call it Uh, like a removal diet or
2: you add things
1: back in like a whole 30 Mm um anything like that so Fitness to us, this means to functionally train throughout the motherhood transition in all planes of motion so that we develop competencies and skills uh-huh. as well as enhance the main metabolic pathways. So, you know, at your seminar, we talked a lot about movement and training and programming, but when I'm sitting on a plane explaining this to somebody, I basically say, hey, we do strength and conditioning. For pregnancy, and then we rehab that postpartum, and the goal we are training for birth. Like that's the goal. We are in season training for birth, Um, whether it's a vaginal birth, a cesarean birth. We don't know what you know that that experience is going to hold. So we need to have as much endurance as we do strength, as we do range of motion, as we do balance and stamina, so that we may last for a three-hour birth or a four-day birth or you know a labor that ends up in a non-medical c-section or c-section you know Mm -hmm. Uh, any of those because those are going to require you to be in the best physical shape of your life um, regardless of what that experience is Um, and on the flip side recovery is just so much so much smoother I won't say it's smooth, but it's smoother. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, and then, as far as nutrition goes, uh, our goal is to create a relationship with food, and food to us is you know rich in colors, nutrients from animals, fish, uh, plants, fruits, uh, effective fats. I like to say effective instead of good. Mm, um, like starch tubers, but uh, yeah, we go through as females, especially we go through lots of. Uh, rhythms of life and different cycles. So, you know, our nutrition, our diet, like what we consume, that's going to change um, you know, seasonally and probably daily. So, you know, um the the mother of transition definitely ask of us to be more in tune with what we eat and maybe how we eat, like what that what we look like as an eater. Um, Like Mel will say, Magic Mel, she'll definitely say who we are as eaters. So that involves, you know, do you sit down and breathe? Um, Do you actually put love in your food when you're cooking it? Things like that, you know, just a Mm -hmm. different mindset around it. Mm -hmm. Um, Chiropractic, this, you know, chiropractic is one of the, actually it is, let me take that back, it is (laughs) the only healthcare uh, profession to have the philosophy that um, we have this deep-down, innate intelligence in us. And our goal as chiropractors is to not fix anything, but to facilitate this process of evolvement so that you can become the most optimal version of yourself. That's what I view my job as a healer slash chiropractor is. Um, so our definition of chiropractic with BirthFit is to be structurally balanced free of subluxation so that the nervous system can function ideally and communicate with the rest of the body, all systems of the body. Um, And then the last one would be mindset. And I like to think all four of these are equal, but lately mindset, especially in the last year, I've been seeing mindset as, you know, maybe this underlying foundation of all, all of the four pillars um, which is pretty, pretty gnarly shift. Um, but the goal with mindset or our definition for mindset is to create a space between a stimulus and a response. And for me, this is, you know, huge coming from maybe my background, which, you know, the dysfunctional family, maybe the has a bit of habit, like a habits of reacting. So there's a great quote that I love and it's a Viktor Frankl quote and it's, i all butcher it totally, but the goal is to create a response um, or excuse me, a space between our reactions and a stimulus. And that spoke very highly um, to me, like, like a lot. And the goal was if you create more space and you actually take 10 breaths before reacting or, you know, making a decision, then there's so much freedom that lies in that space. Um, and so that's what we try to embrace is cre- create that growth mindset so that we will create space within a stimulus and a response so that moms can make decisions um in love, and decisions that uh, have their values in mind, and to be in action around those values. Because um, too often during the motherhood transition, decisions are made out of fear instead of love. And, you know, what we see, especially, you know, when talking to somebody after maybe their birth experience, <coughs> excuse me, and maybe they didn't, it didn't go as they planned or as they hoped. And, you know, oftentimes, we observed that maybe there was one or two decisions that happened in which mom and dad or mom and partner were kind of coerced into these, making decisions more out of fear than out of um, love or knowing their values and being in action around their values. So that's that's huge for this space, you know, in, in our opinion. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, that's a great quote. Uh, he, he was the guy who wrote, Victor Frankl was the guy who wrote, um, he was a Holocaust survivor, right? Yes. And he wrote, um, man's search for meaning. Yes. Yeah. Awesome book. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, those are the four pillars. And like I said, there's no one size fits all model for pregnancy, for birth and especially in, in regard to those four pillars. So usually when a mom comes to us and maybe she's trying to conceive or she's um just found out she's pregnant, we look at where she where she's at currently in each of those four pillars.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, what does her movement, fitness, life look like? What does her nutrition look like? Um, you know, what is her relationship with food and does she have um, you know, maybe some past eating issues that have gone on? Um, we encounter that a lot in the birth fit world like maybe um women that have had eating disorders or you know just body dysmorphia Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and that's huge just bringing some awareness around that going into the going into pregnancy because oh man a woman's body changes daily during pregnancy and you know it's it's uh it's very easy i guess to lose lose yourself in such a Exaggerated fast moving process, you know.
0: Did you struggle, or were these four pillars very easy and obvious to you? Um, or did you have like 20 different ideas <laughs> and you had to narrow it down to four? You know, what was the evolution of, of the pillars? Did you just, yeah. you know, have this light bulb moment? Um, and we're like, oh, it's these, it's these four. Right? <laughs> um, they.
1: I would say very early on, I knew fitness, nutrition, and mindset were going to be key. Um, but I didn't necessarily call, I think I called nutrition, I, maybe nutrition was one word. Uh, you know, the, the words were different. It was either mm-hmm. like strength and conditioning, or diet, or gotcha. um, mental game, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I kept playing with chiropractic. And, you know, I talked, that was your profession,
0: right?
1: Yeah, that was my profession. But also, you know, coming from, um, let's say like a entrepreneur or a business standpoint, you get exposed to these business coaches that, you know, know nothing about chiropractic right? and, um, all they know is maybe what they've heard or what, maybe Western Medicine has said,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: they may not have even had an experience with chiropractic, and oftentimes that's the case, but mm-hmm. uh, they very much, you know, I got a few opinions in the early stages, and they're like, just do fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, but, but the spine and the spinal cord is pretty important, um, and the nervous system, like our autonomic nervous system is what communicates to the rest of the body, and this is what keeps us alive. This is these are where our primitive reflexes come from. These are where our you know evolved socialization comes from. And uh, so you know, the more I read, the more I wanted to include it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I had an experience as a doula, in which I was out of town. This woman had hired me to be her doula, and um, she had never received chiropractic. And I I was like, okay, fine. You know, she, her nutrition, she was like definitely aware of this, fitness, aware of this. And, you know, for the most part, she embraced a very open mindset except toward chiropractic, which, you know, now is definitely a red flag to me. But at the time, I was like, oh, she's, you know, just, you know, all organic, totally L.A. Like, okay, let's do it, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Totally L.A yeah so funny did yoga every day i was like oh yeah she's great um did all the birth education um anything you asked of her but i was out of town for her birth and you know she was about she was pretty late um in her pregnancy i believe so i had my backup doula fill in and they were actually a better match energy wise which is awesome like they're both yoga friends and um You know, into that world much more than I am. But um, uh, she ended up having, she was trying for a birth center birth. And she labored at home, labored at the birth center. And this is like two and a half days in, decided to transfer to the hospital just because she was getting exhausted. No real um, reason other than she was tired. And that's a big ass reason. But Mm -hmm. when, Based on her midwife, and then when she got to the hospital, they realized that she was stuck around 6 centimeters dilation for quite some time. And, um, you know, looking back at this woman's history, I don't know if chiropractic would have made a difference, but I do know that from what she communicated to me, she had a dance injury. She was a ballerina. She had a dance injury to her right hip or um during, I think it was like like her mid twenties, you know, super young. Um, you know, and she's in her late thirties now, and you know, her right hip was the one that she's always been aware of, always, you know, constant aches and pains, but not enough to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. She was able to help herself through yoga, find a little bit of um, pain relief, but during labor, this baby ended up being stuck on the right side, for like for six six centimeters for about 12 hours and you know when I talked to her afterwards this was about a week later I always you know ask them one positive experience and you know just have space for them to share anything about their birth experience and you know she took away so much positive and that she was like I got to experience a whole array of birth from laboring at home laboring at the birth center and then the hospital, so I could really share my experiences with anybody.
2: <laughs> yeah. And
1: I was like, yeah, good point. Um, but she did add to, like, kind of communicate to me that she would have done chiropractic early on if um, she knew she was going to be stuck at six centimeters. And I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't say, you know, in that moment, "Yeah, me too, or I right. told you so. Right. But um, – you know, I was like, that's really good information and feedback for me. And, um, you know, ever since then, I haven't taken on a doula client that does not embrace the four pillars. So that really solidified, you know, and just, you know, that's not even looking at chiropractic and the um, facilitator of health of the, you know, nervous system and the whole body. That's just purely looking at chiropractic and the body you know, moving as optimally as far fo- as possible throughout the pelvis and the hips, you know? Right. So, but, but
0: that, all that being open also goes back to the mindset, right? Which totally, is kind of like
1: totally. being
0: open to the four pillars in the first place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: If, if someone has never been to a chiropractor, uh, but they're listening to this and they're like, Oh my goodness, I need to go. I need to get to a chiropractor like right now. What, um, what are some things they should be looking for? How can they, you know, uh, how can they seek out, you know, a a qualified chiropractor? Is there a specialty that they should be looking for? Is there a way to, or are there questions that they should be asking?
1: Yeah, so in general for um, seeking out a professional, whether it be a chiropractor, a PT, Um, acupuncturists, nutritional therapists, we're totally growing our BirthFit professional referral system. Mm -hmm. So I would say first go look on our website see if anybody's listed there like that's being built out as we speak and that's birthfit.com and then referrals and you may have somebody in your area Um, and these these people have all done the BirthFit professional seminar and, you know, at the seminar, this is, there's nothing out there like this for birth fit professionals or even birth fit coaches like you experienced. Um, it brings awareness to the motherhood transition and allows professionals to set up, I, I want to say, a mom and baby driven and family driven um, way of practicing, whether it be chiropractic or PT. Um, You know, my experience in chiropractic was, you know, I took a ton of chiropractic seminars and a lot of them were on pediatrics and nobody focused on prenatal. And so I was like, what the heck? So that was one of the biggest driving forces of creating the BirthFit Professional Seminars to bring, hey, like this is what goes on with women during pregnancy. Um, But there is one seminar that I would look for as far as chiropractic goes, and that would be to look to see if your chiropractor is Webster certified. And that would be like the basic, basic um, prereq. And Webster certification basically means they are trained in a pelvis balancing technique um, or, or a way to create symmetry um, and relieve a little bit of ligament, Uh, tension in the pelvis um, so that the mom's pelvis opens up and allows space for baby to go head down. Um, And these chiropractors, can they usually are taught Webster via Dr. Jeannie Ohm, and that's through the ICPA org program, uh, International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. Um, And Dr. Jeannie Ohm's been teaching the Webster technique forever. She's a legend. But that would be what I would look for first, and then uh, ICPA for Kids, like the number four for Kids org. They also have a um, chiropractic um, directory uh, if you want to look for chiros that are specifically Webster certified or pediatric focused.
0: For women who are find themselves. Uh, peeing during double unders or box jumps, <laughs> is, is that something that, you know, so whether prenatal or not, um, is that something that they could look for as well?
1: Yeah. So if they're having urinary incontinence or any kind of pelvic pain or, you know, diastasis rectus abdominis, which is the um, middle of your ab separation or You know, any, like, adductor tightness, which are the inside muscles of your legs, um, any of that, I would say, would be, yes, chiropractic adjustments, but also, 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 somebody that is a DNS practitioner, so somebody that is certified in dynamic neuromuscular stabilization. Mm -hmm. And I believe their website is something like... um, uh, let me see, DNS, it might be rehab rehabps.cz, uh, like for check, um, but if you type in DNS rehab, you'll be directed to their website. Um, but these practitioners know a lot about muscle patterns, um, the body's innate motor patterns, so how we were designed to move as humans and this includes the diaphragm and the pelvic floor. Um, and I'll give you just a little little example is, women that, are, that have urinary incontinence, or let's say um, the peeing in your pants when you do double unders. Uh, this is very common, but it's not normal. And it's definitely a thing that happens um, a lot during the immediate postpartum, after children. But also, there are tons of women that have it, even without having children at all. Right. <laughs> um, so, this usually, and I would say usually, but not all, involves a very hypertonic pelvic floor, meaning the pelvic floor has the ability to concentrically contract, like shorten, mm-hmm. and squeeze up into the like trunk section,
2: right. but...
1: The pelvic floor has a very hard time relaxing and even being strong and stable in that eccentric phase, in that elongated phase. So if you relate that to, let's say, a deadlift, which you predominantly use um, your posterior chain, you use your whole body, but definitely lower back, hamstrings, and glute muscles. So when you are lifting the barbell off the ground, you're shortening the posterior chain. When you're lowering that barbell back to the ground, you're lengthening that posterior chain. So that would be the lengthening of that would be the eccentric. And it's the same thing with the pelvic floor. Like pelvic floor is a group of muscles. And, you know, very often they are strong one way and not the other. Um, So somebody that's DNS certified would be definitely go-to. Um... But also, you know, I would very much encourage women to check in with a pelvic floor PT because there may be some internal work that needs to be done. Like um, there may be some scar tissue. There may be some trigger points. Anything like that within, you know, the the pelvis can, can be going on and affect the musculature and soft tissue that's going on.
0: Right. And uh, I didn't mean to turn this into a a peeing during double under (laughs) conversation, but doing things like Kegels would actually do the opposite of what you want, right? Because it would be working on the concentric um, focus.
1: Yeah. And, you know, some, there will be a time and place for a Kegel, like some DNS PTs will use it as a more of a diagnostic tool. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so... But it's not something like you don't sit there and do 100 bicep curls all day. Right. You know, that would totally... Well, some people
0: do, yeah.
1: Some might, but (laughs) it's not not a very good... uh, Not very effective.
0: It's not good balance. Uh, Yeah. Right. (laughs) Cool. Um, When should women... Sorry for the background noise. We have some trucks driving by. Um, When should women... Let's say... um, You know, we have a a couple members here, and um, I know people will be listening where they're not pregnant, but they're thinking about um, getting pregnant in the future. When should they start thinking about these four pillars? Um, Do you recommend them seeing someone who is um, associated with birth fit? Um, When should they be thinking about starting this whole process?
1: Yeah. I mean, anybody, male or female, can embrace the four pillars. So I would, you know, if somebody comes to me and they're like, I'm thinking about getting pregnant in the next, you know, year, Mm -hmm. I usually say, great, start playing with the four pillars now. Like, what is each, what is the role of each one in your life right now? And how can, you know, you evolve that? Like, can you take chiropractic to another level? Can you take care of your body in another way. Um, maybe it's nutrition. Maybe it's mindset. Um, yeah, I think they're relevant for all stages and all people in life.
2: Cool. Yeah.
0: Um, I have a couple quick questions that are not even related to this, but I thought okay. it would be a way to kind of wrap things up. Um, <laughs> so you're engaged, right? Yes. How did you get engaged? What's the engagement story? <laughs>
1: Um, the engagement story was very sweet. We were in Fiji, which we go to Fiji every year as our vacation. Um, and it's awesome because usually by this time we're going in November, we go in November every year, but usually by this time we've both like worked our asses off for the year and we're so ready to chill. Um, but I wasn't even expecting it and Logan and I have been together almost seven years and you know, we're totally cool being life partners, um, but he totally sprung the question on me. it was a complete <laughs> surprise, and, uh, you know, I was actually really stoked. I thought I would be like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're really excited, and, you know, we've been talking a lot about marriage and what it means to us and, you know, how we want to... How we want marriage to look for us in the future, and I think, you know, this this marriage exploration has been kind of fun for us. So, I'll I'll let you know what comes. That's really right <laughs>
0: cool. So, did you? I mean, so I used to do wedding photography. So I, this was part oh of my, my gosh. Uh, uh, part of my part time gig. Uh, did you set a date?
1: Uh, we set out a date. We're okay. We're so bad at planning anything other <laughs> than our seminars that we're doing. <laughs> Um, uh, so the date is April 28th and we're going to go to Mexico and we basically told all of our friends the date already, but we haven't planned anything else. That's
0: before. fine. All you need to do is get the date out there.
1: Just show, show up.
0: Yeah. Just show up. Especially if it's in Mexico, they just need to show up. Yeah. Not even with a bathing suit, just, uh, yeah, you know, a credit card and a yeah. passport. Yeah. That's all you Pacas. need. That's uh, so good. It's going to, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um very cool. yeah I had listened to his uh talk at from the Birthfit summit and he had mentioned that he's um he kind of flies by the seat of his pants so
1: Oh my god he's the worst
0: Yeah <laughs> Um what's on your bucket list besides getting married?
1: Ooh I don't know And it can't um, be
0: related to Birthfit. It can't be
1: related to Birthfit because Birthfit
0: is going to be like worldwide renowned uh but that that can't be your answer
1: it's so intertwined huh it is Uh, I know well on my bucket list more recently is to buy and own a house in Austin Texas um because that's where I'm from and I want to have you know slash city country house um and I think Austin is the best place for me to do that um and a place for you know um us to go and just kind of live off the radar a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that would be the goal in the next two or three years.
0: Yeah. So we we have two two connections because my wife is from Austin. Oh um, um, yeah. Yeah. She went to Westwood High School, and um, so I don't know if that was a rival of yours or if you were even close to that.
1: No. But, um, no. no. She will know where New Braunfels, Texas is. New and Braunfels, that's right okay. Out, yeah, right outside Austin. Got it. So you just say Austin because nobody knows New Braunfels yeah. unless they're from Texas.
0: Right. <laughs> okay, So, but she'll know. Yes. All right, She'll know. And then, uh, and then we had also been to Tanzania, so we have that in common as uh, well. So.
1: Did you love it?
0: We loved it. Now, we did not go there for the same reasons you did. You were um, <laughs> way more altruistic than we were. Um, we went to uh, do Kilimanjaro and then a awesome. safari after that. That's so,
2: right.
0: yeah. yeah, that well, was definitely more that's of a
1: bucket a... list. Um, that's for sure a bucket list because Logan and I were talking, you know, what we would do for our honeymoon. And we're like, well, we don't really want to do it at the same time as the wedding because we're going to take off for Mexico for like a week. Right. But, um, we want to go to Africa for sure. Cause he's never been. And I loved it.
0: Yeah, and I think I'd ask you, you, you did not actually get to go to no. do, like, safari or anything, so you definitely have to go back. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, so what else is fun? It's not uh, as much of a connection, but um, the uh, the straw that uh, broke the, or I don't even know what the phrase would be, but the <laughs> uh, tipping point for me signing up for the BirthFit coaching seminar. Um, yeah where we had met in New Jersey, when you were on the Girls Gone Wad podcast, they had they were asking listeners to send in introductions. And because I had just opened my CrossFit gym, I sent in an introduction. So we weren't even open yet, but my voice was, was the intro, and then you were the um, interviewee. That's
1: awesome. And
0: And I was already following your stuff, and I was like, well, if there's a sign that I need to go to the seminar, it's this you know,
1: that's pretty
0: awesome. Some random dude introducing the birth pet founder. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. And his gym isn't <laughs> even
0: open. So uh,
1: they're great. I love those girls. Yeah.
0: They're hilarious. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> well, awesome. Cool. So where can people get more information? Um, you know, I- I'm sure they're going to want to dive deeper into some of this stuff. So let's say, uh, they're a, let's say they're a professional, so they're either Cairo PT um, or coach, like a CrossFit coach.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So anybody, I would direct to birthfit.com, mm-hmm. and then on birthfit.com, you can go to uh, the tab at the top that says referrals, and we can go to professional or coach. Um, that's basically if you want to find out information or find a coach or find a referral near you. Um, there's also a tab at the top for our podcast, which you may find information on something that, you know, you're totally stuck on in life right now. And there's nutrition information. We have OB-GYNs on there. We have midwives, we have doulas, um, just kind of a, like a huge spectrum of information on our podcast, which is all free information.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then there's lots of blogs, and oh, there's free webinars on there, and the webinars are under the education tab as well. So everything can be found on birthfit.com or on Instagram at birthfit. That's where everything's happening.
0: Cool, and that even 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 for non-professionals. So um, you know, women who are interested in this for prenatal, postpartum, I would say those webinars are are definitely accessible, um, yeah. but they're not too technical.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Awesome, cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to leave with, uh, with our two people that listen?
1: <laughs> no, but oh uh, well, yeah, I would say um, they're pretty lucky to have you as a coach and an owner. Like uh, we certainly enjoyed our time and meeting you. So
0: that was awesome.
1: You're pretty pretty rad.
0: It was totally worth it. Um, oh. I, w- I wish more dudes were there because uh,
1: yeah. look, Chicago like, had like five.
0: You, I saw pictures from that. That was awesome. <laughs> that was really cool.
1: Yeah, but you represented well.
0: Well, I think it's super valuable information. And, um, you know, we uh, we just hired another coach here. And he yeah, yesterday went to the Adaptive Athlete Seminar up in uh, Queens, New York. And, uh-huh. you know, I just think the more information we can have to, you know, to offer quality training for people from all walks of life and in all stages of life, the better, you know? And, yes. and if there are experts like you who are actually doing the hard research, cause I'll tell you, I, I'm not going to read those research papers and, and
1: <laughs> don't blame you and the
0: big words. But if you can read the big words and then translate it to, to real world stuff, then, then I why can not?
1: usually, yeah, speak. I, I usually speak in Texan. That's what I tell Logan. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, Speaking big words, I speak in Texan, and I don't. Hopefully, people understand me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You didn't say too many yalls. I was. I was looking for the yalls, but um, <laughs> that would be a kind of. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool.
1: cool. Cool. Great chatting with you. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Uh, hang on for a sec, but I uh, appreciate your time. Uh, thanks, Chris. Thanks. Hey, folks. Thanks again for listening to Cross Radio. If you like what you heard, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review, which helps us get found on the interwebs. Also, head over to social media. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at CrossFitKana, K-A-N-N-A. And if you have any questions from the podcast, email us at info at Thanks, and have a great day.